It begins with God. It ends with life. It urges us to do the same. Brief enough to memorize in moments, yet strong enough to weather the storms and questions of 2,000 years. If you know nothing about the Bible, start here. If you know much about the Bible, return here. This is the gateway to the Christian hope. Let's read it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. 316, the numbers of hope. Its message is captured in these four simple statements. He loves, he gave, we believe, we live. Let's look at each statement today. He loves. Love, the word has been nearly worn out. Just this week, I've used the word to describe my feelings for my wife, my children, and grandchildren, my favorite cookie, chocolate chip made by Tabby, chocolate ice cream. There is no comparison in the way I love my family and the way I love a little chocolate orb. They can't be compared. Compare our love with God's love. It can't be done. Think about it. Why would God swap the glories of heaven for the guilt of the world? Why would he come to a place that can only offer him brokenness, mockery, and betrayal? Simple. He loves. Ephesians 5.2, Christ loved you, and gave himself as a sacrifice to take away your sins. You are not so good that you don't need it, nor bad that you can't get it. But here's the catch. Only you can resist it. Some resist out of honesty because love has let them down. But mark this, God loves you with an unearthly love. You need not win his love. You already have it. And since you can't win it, neither can you lose it. He loves so much that he gave. He gave the ultimate gift, his only son, Jesus. But really, was that necessary? Let's suppose you had a heart condition. And the doctor's offer was this. Let's exchange hearts. Mine is sturdy. Yours is frail. Mine is pure. Yours is diseased. Take mine and give me yours. I'll endure it. 
Where can you find such a physician? His number is 316. Matthew 5, 8 states, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. So the heart of the matter is really the matter of the heart. Here is the problem. Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10 tells us this. The human heart is most deceitful and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I know. I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. Compare your heart to Christ. Only his was pure. Not a single sinful act. If he is the standard, it mutes any boasting that I might make it. In the same way that a good cardiologist can't miss an irregularity in the heart, God can't overlook sin. It violates his holiness and truth. So where does that leave us today? He gave. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. I passed on to you right from the first what I had been told, what had been told to me, that Christ died for our sins, and that he was buried, and that three days after he arose from the grave, just as the prophets had foretold. Praise God, he raised, he was raised from the grave just as the prophets foretold. Galatians 1.4 In order to set us free from this present evil age, Christ gave himself for our sins. This has continued to be communicated in other places. Galatians 3.13 Christ has, has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. Though diseased, we who accept his offer are pronounced healthy, whole, and righteous. In a few moments on this day, you will have the opportunity to ask God if he can do anything with your sin diseased heart. And if you do, be prepared to hear him say, Yes, let me give you mine. So where does that lead us today? Our responsibility, we believe. The invitation Jesus makes seems too simple. He puts his love on the line, lays down his life, stretches out his arms, has his hands nailed to a cross. In 3.16, the numbers of hope, he says, whoever believes in me will have eternal life. It's hard to believe, so we substitute our own words. Whoever works for him will be saved. Whoever satisfies him will be saved. But trust? We expect something much more complicated, more elaborate. To trust seems just too simple. But is it? We have an illustration for you to experience today from the video National Treasure. Experience this with us today.
Trust seems too simple at times. And yet, letting go and letting God is what it's all about. Trust. I'm reminded of uh, these bulletproof vests that our SWAT teams and our police officers wear as they go into uh, various locations with the possibility of being shot. I believe they work, but the SWAT teams trust their life to them. If it were testing, if we were testing it today, would you rather be the one wearing the vest or pulling the trigger? What about Christ? Will you believe enough to trust your life to him? See, when we believe it leads us to life, we live. In life, we have all experienced things that didn't fulfill their expectation. We've tried foods that weren't as good as promoted. We've visited amusement parks or been on rides and attended events or concerts. And we left with this feeling that, man, that just wasn't quite what I was expecting. We, we left wanting more. Some things in life just don't deliver. Perfume companies promise romantic life in their fragrances. Banks promise economic life in their money market accounts. Beer companies promise the good life at the bottom of their bottle. Car manufacturers promise life behind the wheel of their automobile. But it's all costume jewelry. It's a cheap substitute for the real thing. Romans 6.23, we live for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Death and life, two truths at opposite ends of the spectrum. And Jesus has already been there. He took the wages of my sin in his own body and was nailed to a cross. They placed his lifeless being in a tomb among the dead. And if the story stopped there, so would life. However, on the third day, he returned to life, triumphant over death, hell and the grave. And because he lives, you and I can live also. Remember that event you participated in that didn't deliver? Three 16 has delivered every time. Today, his arms are open wide, his hands outstretched, and his invitation awaiting your answer. His heart can take your sin-diseased heart and make you new. His hands can take the mess your hands have made and create a masterpiece of grace. In conclusion today, he loves, he gives, we believe, we live. If our worship team would come. We have God's part and our part. It really is that simple. 
God loves this world more than we'll ever know. He gave his one and only son that, so that we could live forever with him. Apart from him, we die. With him, we live. The invitation for you is to choose life. It is to choose Jesus. If you aren't sure you've done that, then you haven't. You can't question it. It has to be this assurance, this this understanding that you have accomplished it, that you have made this declaration, that you have asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and your Savior, that he is part of your life. If you want to today, I'd like to help. The offer from Jesus is to exchange his heart for yours, to help you experience the life that Christ has provided for you. And all you have to do is say, Jesus, I would like to exchange my heart for yours. I would like to experience the new life that you prepared for me. See, if you do that today, if you said those words, even in a moment, if you you were to bow your head and just in this moment and say, Jesus, I need you and I exchange today my heart for yours. Forgive me of my sins. Come in and be my Lord and Savior. Resurrect in me a new life. See, if you've done that today, then God's word says that he has exchanged his heart for yours. That you have an opportunity to live differently as a result of that today. And your next responsibility is to go out and tell somebody about it. Because what Jesus Christ has done for you has not been done that you keep it a secret, that you keep it hidden in your home. He's done this for you to tell somebody about it. That decision to exchange hearts is the most beneficial decision you will ever make. And when it is celebrated with those who love you, it becomes this significant event that begins to transform your families. Scripture says that when one person comes to Christ, that all of heaven rejoices. That there is this need for us to celebrate the gracious act of God in our lives in restoring and redeeming mankind to himself I pray that you did that today that you made the exchange that would transform you we are so thankful that you've joined us today 
that you've participated in this service with us. And if you made a decision to follow Christ, would you let us know? Would you reach out to us and uh, just tell us what Jesus did for you on this resurrection day? We'll celebrate with you. We will rejoice with you. Let's pray together one more time. Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for the work of Christ in our lives and in the lives of all those that are listening today. Thank you for being so present in our own lives, bringing about change and transformation. Today we do pray a blessing over our offering. Father, as your people have been so faithful as the, they have been sending in their tithes and dropping them off at the church and uh, giving through our online app, Father, we are so thankful that your people have been faithful in those areas and that you have continued to help us to, um, to reach people for you. We pray your blessing on each offering, each gift. Father, we continue to lift up our communities as we make the decisions necessary every day to be part of our community. Continue to help us to be a living, breathing example of your saving hand in the midst of this difficult time that we would be able to communicate peace We're so thankful. We ask for this in your precious name. We'd like you to worship with us in one more song. At the conclusion of this song, we're going to uh, experience communion together, and we invite you to prepare your own homes now to uh, get some form of juice and... uh, a cracker or bread, something that you can share among your family. And let's prepare to celebrate this, uh, this act of communion, the sacrament that Christ has requested us to do. While you're doing that and preparing, let's worship together.
Today we celebrate communion to look back on Christ's life and death and to look forward to his second coming. Communion is our opportunity to examine our relationship to Christ and to be restored to the blessing of the relationship we have with Him. Could there possibly be a better time to take communion than now as we remember His death on Calvary and prepare to celebrate in our own homes the resurrection 1 Corinthians 11, 23-25 says the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me in the same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me The bread represents Christ's body and the cup represents his blood. And as we prepare our hearts for communion, we need to remember that communion is a reminder of the incredible cost to God for us to enter into a new covenant. And so as we prepare to partake today, I'm going to invite our worship team to come. And we are going to celebrate together. Even as we've prepared, I I hope you've prepared as well and that you have some bread, some juice prepared. Let's bow our heads for a moment and take our bread. Let's hold it up. Jesus, thank you for willingly going to a cross for us. God, thank you for loving me so much that you sent your one and only Son. Today I celebrate this act of love. Let's partake of the bread together. With the juice. Jesus, the word declares that you shed your blood to seal us, to guarantee that the work that you did was not going to be lost. You sealed us by the shedding of your own blood. And your blood is healing, and your blood is deliverance, and your blood is freedom. Today we celebrate this precious act. Let's celebrate together with our juice. I invite you today to take time to remember 
what Christ did for you, to talk about it around your tables, sitting in your living rooms, to allow the resurrection of Christ to continue to bring transformation into your home and to wherever God may send you. The Lord's bless you today. Thank you for checking in with us, for worshiping with us, for experiencing Christ together with us today. God bless you. Great job, everybody. Thank you.